Hey friends, welcome to the Axiom Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us and check out our episode. Um, this is a space where we post our, our Sunday sermons and occasionally we have discussions and conversations regarding life in this community and following Jesus. So thank you for listening and please engage us on our website axiomchurchaz.com or on any of our social medias. We'd love to hear from you. Take care. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we enter into your word that we would be met by you, your presence. Nothing else would satisfy. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy 10 years. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so stinking grateful I mean that all, all 10 years. I don't care how hard it's been. I don't care how challenging it's been. It's been worth it. Because what 10 years has meant was that I, I've got to be with you. I've got to experience Jesus in you. And if I'm being totally honest, I, and, and I'm going to sound like I'm bragging because I am, I feel like I'm surrounded by greatness. I feel like I'm surrounded by such giftedness in the body. And I hope that you see it not just in yourself, but more importantly, that you see it in others because you see Christ in others. Because the truth is the greatness that's in our midst is the greatness of God at work in each of you. And, and I can see it, whether he's just getting started in you or you're further along, God has been doing a work and it's been beautiful to watch. And I celebrate that because what I think is meant here at Axiom is that we've had the privilege of being a place that's more than just like chatter and communication and crowds. It's a place of communion. It's a place of loving presence and friendship. It's a place of challenge, not just comfort. It's a place where the opportunity to move along the way with God is before us. And that's not always easy, but it is beautiful. And so today, as I was thinking about, it's 10 years, what I want to talk about, I want to, I, like, we've been preaching the good news of the kingdom of God for 10 years, and we're just going to keep doing that. So spoiler alert, that's what we're doing. And for the next three weeks, but for the rest of this church's life, we're going to continue to preach on the time for the kingdom, because Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed that the, that the kingdom would be now, and that we would say yes to Jesus right now. And so I'm inviting you guys today to say yes to Jesus and, 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 and to say yes deep with him because that's where it begins. Every good thing, every great thing that we're surrounded by begins by a shift deep down inside. And sometimes we begin to let go of that and we start to sort of live out here. And I'm telling you, don't just live out here. Live deep within in the fullness of the sanctuary with God. Live in the inner chambers. Get in there with God. Spend time with Him. And and we just read some of these quotes that uh, speak to that sort of place, that place of being, that place of true knowledge, of true intimacy with God. So uh, this this thing that we're talking about, by the way, uh, it's priceless. And, and what I think happens is that we, we exchange shiny objects out here for the very real and most priceless, deep and richest thing that we can have right in here. And, and I'm not saying that this thing in here doesn't get out there because it does. 
but we can never exchange the priceless thing for the, all the other things. And this is where David was just, he was spot on. And if you can say like David said in Psalm 23, that the Lord is my shepherd and I lack zero, I lack nothing. Like how many of you woke up today and was just like, I've got it all. I've got it all. None of you? Zero? But see, that's the challenge, isn't it? Is that we wake up and we want more. We think that we need more. And what that means is that we've missed out on the everything. The everything that is in Jesus. The everything that is in the King. And and, and the problem is because we think that we need to keep being King of what's out here. But we need to let Jesus be King of what's in here. And as we do that, we're going to find that we, we, we lack nothing. We lack nothing. And so many times in scriptures, we read about this deep within joy, this, this, this abundance that's going on. And I feel like when we read it and when we see it, we're, we're, we're left wanting it, but, but not sure if we have it. But, but the testimony of the text, the testimony of, the, of church history, and the testimony of so many is that he is actually all that we need. He is our joy and our salvation. So, uh, not, so not just Psalms 23, that we've heard at other places, uh, or better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Heard that one? I must sell all that I have to have this one thing. Have you heard that one? Or, or John the Baptist, I need to decrease so that you can increase because just nothing else compares to having you. And in Psalm 63, verse 3 through 5, uh, we read this, because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. What a description. Think about that. That, that, God's love is better than life, which means that, okay, all the things you've ever wanted in life, think about it for a second. Take a minute. Think about how much you've desired, how much you've wanted, how, and if you could just have it right now like that, how cool would that be? Would you be excited? <laughs> if you could have everything you ever wanted, would you be excited? Yeah. Heck yeah, you would. But David's saying, better than all of that is the love of God. That's, it's better it's better. So chase the love of God over the, thing, the other thing. I don't know what it is for you. I don't know. I don't know. I know what it is for me. It's a motorcycle. I really, want, I really want one. But the love of God is probably better than that. But you can have both, right? The love of God is, is worth chasing after. It's worth, it's worth get, like putting your full affection into. And, and, and I don't know how to say it except to, to say it. Like This is the mark of a mature follower of Jesus is somebody who's found their joy, found their satisfaction in Christ. That, that That's the thing. I lack nothing. I lack nothing because I've got it with him. It doesn't matter what I do or don't have. And the mark of that kind of maturity, think about it for a second. It means that we can say thank you even for the things that we don't have. We can get to a place where we are so filled with gratitude that we can even say thank you to God for the things we don't have. And our prayer changes now, doesn't it? 
Because it's no longer about, Lord, fix this or make this happen or heal this or do this or do that. Those aren't bad to want or to desire. My point is that the richness of God's presence alive in you is so sweet and beautiful that, Lord, thank you that I don't have that thing too. I don't need it. I don't have to have it. And I trust that you know what I need. Like that's, that's a kind of maturity. It's a kind of maturity, this, this picture of, of having it all in him, of being satisfied so easily with just, with just Jesus, to be like a kid who just wants to be with mom or just wants to be with dad. That, that's all I want. That's all I want. Willing to give it all up. Willing to have nothing but God. Which means that we're willing to take the next step, too, like whatever the cost, because this is far more valuable. So it doesn't matter the cost. So when you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, I'm not sure if I want to go further. I'm not sure if I want to take that next step. I just want to remind you that it's worth it. It's worth it in Him to go that next step. And when you feel like you can't take that next step, the truth is you can. Because what this text also means is that you have everything you need to do what God has for you because you have it in him you don't have it in your own strength and it's never going to be well when this happens then I'll do it'll never be that it'll only ever be when he is enough because it needs to be his grace his power his work in you that's really good news by the way it means you get to be lazy forever not actually But his yoke is easy and his burden is light, isn't it? So paradoxically, it means that we also have that everything we've ever needed, everything that God envisions for us, he has given to us already. You already have it. You already have every single thing that you need to take your next step deeper into the life with God. You do. You're missing nothing. Because you have the king. And that's the cross we're invited to. Right? The giving up. That's the vision he gives us. But for that to happen, we have to move it from this space to this space. And that's not new news to you guys. We know that. And yet we keep getting tripped up on it, don't we? Because we think about it. We entertain it. We understand it. But we, but we struggle to live it. We struggle to submit to it. We struggle to give in to it. But that's what the era regnum, the time for the kingdom means, is that right here in our deepest part of ourself, we have surrendered. We haven't figured it all out out here yet, that's for sure. But God has begun to putting, to putting it together in here. And, and, and it really doesn't matter where you are, like on your journey. You could, be, you could be right over here at the beginning with Eric in your journey. Sorry, Eric, that was a joke that nobody got. <laughs> Pastor Eric? Or you could be all the way over here at number 10. I'm not even going to say with who. But you could be all the way. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter. What matters is that Jesus is alive and well in you and that you get that. Because if we care about this scale too much, we're going to be stuck up here. And we're going to keep thinking that we're never going to get there because of whatever's going on. But the truth is, it doesn't matter where you are. God is not finished with you. There is a next step. There is more. 
Because it's God. And his kingdom is so much bigger than yours. It's infinitely greater than yours. And you are not a finished product. You are not. You're just a young pup in the eyes of eternity. And the sooner we understand that, the sooner we enter into the master's joy, the sooner we see that this momentary affliction is just so infinite, or so small, sorry, so finite. We have to move from the head to the heart. The challenge, though, though, is that moving to the head to the heart is, well, it's the head. Because often we, we get stuck in this place of, I need to know everything, I need to understand everything. Sometimes we get into a place of arrogance or pride. Those are other ways that it shows up in the head. Or we just think that, well, I can't ever do it. And that's another way that the head gets in the way. There's so many ways that the, that the head keeps us from getting to the heart. And I'm not saying that head and knowledge and those kind of things are bad. I'm saying that we need more than that. We need much more than that. Tom, uh, we, one of the things that I've, I've, I've witnessed over the years is the spirit of, 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 well, I need to make sure that uh, so-and-so understands what they said. Or, um, excuse me, uh, could you tell me uh, if we were once saved or always saved again? Or uh, flip over here, to, and, and you pick your thing. And we get stuck in these little trappings of, like, of crossing our T's and dotting our I's and figuring it all out and perfectly situating our understanding of things, and then we think we can move on. But, you know, one of the great theologians of our past calls that the theology of the devil, which is kind of a weird thing to say, to think that being absolutely right and proving everybody else wrong and those kind of things is, is the theology of the devil. That's a strange thing to say. And yet, when we think about it, that too much head turns to too much pride. And, 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 and maybe the better way to think about this is if you are missing out, if you feel like you are missing out on experiencing the joy of Jesus, I would just ask you, what is it in your mind that's keeping you from that? What's the thing? What's the qualifier that's keeping you from experiencing the fullness of God's joy? Think about it. Scripture tells us to trust in the Lord, Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. He will make straight your paths. It's not up to you to figure it out. Trust in Him, not in yourself. And I don't know why that's such a struggle for us, but it is. But that's the shift. That's the move. And this is a picture of humility, by the way. That's what we're talking about here. Humility. It's interesting to me that, you know, when you think about it, what was the sin that caused the angel to fall from heaven? Pride. So what would be the virtue that would raise Jesus from the dead? Humility. That's what we read over and over in the scriptures. It's that he humbled himself. 
and then he was exalted. So while the pride brings the devil down from the sky, the humility of Christ resurrects all of us. It's amazing to me what a little bit of humility can do when we move from the head to the heart. And that's the journey. It's a big part of the journey is that space right there. James says, you believe that there is one God. Good, good. You've got it figured out in your head. Even the demons believe that and shudder. James 4.10, humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. He will lift you up. So, so humility moves us from the head to the heart. Humility is the burial of the will. Not my will, but your will be done. That's why I think Jesus says, like, just be like a kid. Just, just be like a kid. You want to enter into the kingdom of God? Be like a child. Be like one of these little ones. That's entering into the master's joy. That's maturity. Is that childlike humility. The ability to enter into the joy. Um, last week, I was invited to a pool party. And, you know, pool party, cool party, you know? I wanted to be the cool guy. I didn't really want to get in the pool. <laughs> Mainly because I would hate to throw my top half upon all the women that were there. <laughs> you know, I'd hate to cause them to stumble. Uh, no. No, I'm just too cool to get in the pool. <laughs> a little bit of pride going on there. And at the pool party, they had a polar plunge. They had a, tr a trough, a trough, a horse trough of sorts, and they filled it with all these bags of ice, okay? And they dropped the temperature of that water down to like 40-something. I think Travis is in the room. I don't know what it got down to, but it got cold, okay? And so... Now, we were all there, my wife was there, I was there, you know, the guys were there, the wives were there, the kids were there, and, and I had no desire to get in this thing, zero. I didn't even want to get in the pool. But you know who did want to get in the plunge? Who did want to go into it? Who couldn't stop wanting to get into the thing? Yeah, every one of the kids did. Every single one of the kids were so ready to take the polar plunge. They were so ready to say yes to the next thing. I didn't even want to get in the pool, let alone the polar plunge. But then my little savior, Travis Mullen, decided to say, hey, you're getting in. And he brought me a pair of swim, swim trunks and pushed me along. So I got in. And then I decided, well, if I'm going to get in, I'm going to do it longer than everybody else. <laughs> because cool guy, pool guy, you know? But the invitation was humility. The invitation was to enter into my master's joy. The invitation was to be present, to be fully there, to experience the whole thing. Isaiah got it. Miller got it. Blythe got it. Miller got it for too long, actually. He was in there for longer than the recommended amount of time. Uh, he's okay. So, but I, I missed it. 
even though I got in and I still missed it. You see how we get trapped in our seriousness and our maturity and our whatever it is. But if we want to be exalted, we, we humble ourselves because participating in the kingdom with Jesus brings us great joy and abundance. Now, I know you're thinking, you're thinking to yourself, well, I thought participation in the kingdom of Jesus meant that I had to pick up my cross and go follow him. That's right, it does. But there's this beautiful thing that happens with Jesus that we enter into even the joy of suffering. That even when we're we're in valleys, we're okay. We can still look to the hilltop and know what's ahead. See what I mean? It's like the prodigal son. Who was it that was able to go to the party? Was Was it the wise, mature one or was it the young pup who was fresh in his sin and fresh in the grace of God? Knew that he couldn't earn it, that he had to humble himself to let the kingdom of Jesus get deep with him. That's what we want for you guys. That's, that's what I want to challenge you. So I, I, it doesn't matter if you're here, here, wherever you're at on this scale of maturity with Jesus. But what I'm telling you is as you go further along and you take that next step, you are going to increasingly notice that you have the opportunity to enter into the master's joy, which is what Jesus says in Matthew 25. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been mature. You've been faithful. You may enter into the master's joy. And so at Axiom, we've, we've tried to say, like, how do we give people next steps? What are some opportunities? What kind of polar plunges can we do here to help people experience the fullness of God? And full stop, you can do that by going to lunch with somebody today. That might be your next step. You can do that by... Uh, Listen to a podcast. There's a lot of ways you can do that. But here at Action, we wanted to say, like, okay, there is a process. There are some things, right? And so everybody here showed up today, right? Good job. You showed up. You took a step. You entered into community. You're sitting next to people. I don't even know if you know the person next to you, right? And, and, and maybe uh, you've gone a little bit further than that. Maybe you've done more than that. Maybe you've come to our second Saturdays or one of our events that we have, right? Or, or maybe you've said, you know what, I'll go a little. Like, these are easy. Everybody's there. But maybe I'll check out the Discover Axiom. Maybe I'll get to know the story a little bit. Maybe I'll go there. Or or, or maybe you've said, you know what, I I heard there was a mom's group, Affinity. And so you've checked out the mom's group or the young adults group or or you've connected with the creative collective or the prayer group or or whatever it is. But you've said, I want to go deeper. I want to go fuller. I want to take a next step. I want to know people, not just have head knowledge. I want to have humility. And with humility, uh, the love of God and the love of others, okay? Uh, and, and maybe you've said, I'm ready to, to, for this to cost me. I want to serve. I want to give of my resources, but it's going to cost something. Or maybe you've said, I want to be in community. And I'm going to enter into an Axiom community group and be in each other's homes, and we're going to break bread together and share meals and have beers and do all that, and it's going to be amazing. Or, or maybe you've gone a little bit further and you said, you know what? I want to get baptized. I want to be a member. I want to be held accountable in this community. I want to be tied to the thing. I don't want it, the easy road. I, want, I, don't want the, I don't want the optional thing. I want the real thing, right? And maybe, maybe you've gone there and you've said that. Or maybe you've said, I'm ready to lead and be a leader. Or maybe you've been like one of those little kids that we have. They're called elders. Um,
You know how those elders just have the joy all the time down in their heart when they're doing those budget conversations, you know, and church discipline. <laughs> the truth is, even there, there's a joy. Now, this is not the perfect steps to have a deep relationship with Jesus. These are spaces that are next steps for you. It's an invitation. But you need to hear from Jesus. What's the next step that you need to take to enter into the master's joy and to experience the abundance of the kingdom of Jesus deep within? What's that for you? And maybe it's on the board here. And there's a bunch of connect cards around the room. And I would encourage you to just hold it in prayer and ask Jesus, is there something here for me? Is there something here for me that will allow me to humble myself and go a little bit deeper or a little bit further? Let's trust Jesus with that. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would help us enter into your joy to trust you with every next step of our life. And that as we learn to decrease and you increase in us, God, I request by the power of your spirit that you would instill in us the fruit of your spirit, the joy of your spirit, that this would be a community of people who can't stop smiling deep down within and without because they are experiencing you and there's just nothing better than the real, tangible life with God in his kingdom, full of abundance and full of joy. May it be so, Christ, for each one today. In Jesus' name, amen.